and welcome to Langtime Chat. Is that how it starts? Episode. It, no, is that how it starts? Yes. Are you sure? 20. There's a red line. One. Ish. 20. I don't remember. Mm. I know. Last time I totally. Wow. Forwent this process. And then you were like, what is a podcast episode if it doesn't start with you not knowing what episode it is? So here we are. This is pretty impressive, though. Episode if it, whatever. If it's the 20th one, I mean, wow. One episode <laughs> a year. We've been doing this for two decades. A month, David. A month. <laughs> You're so off. Okay. Okay. So. You remember when I was 20? No. Because oh. I didn't know you. Oh. I knew me. It's a shame for you. Was it? Mm -hmm. I've heard stories. Yeah. <laughs> you seen pictures though? Oh, whoa. That was not something to be missed. Mm. I'll, I'll reserve my comments for the Dark Knight podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. Which is great for a podcast where you're listening. Yep. That's all right. Because one year later, this will be out on YouTube. <laughs> Eventually, you'll see it. Um, I feel like the camera is also a little blurry, but yeah. I don't know what's true about that. Anyway. Okay. Here we go. These are for all the people listening as David airplanes the camera and makes right. it all weird these are our official comic-con 2021 special edition uh passes yep. we went to san diego and went to comic-con special edition and we're going to talk about it because it was my very first comic-con experience hey you know like if you're wearing your glasses and you bring it close to you, like it makes it blurry, like you can't read it. No, not for me because I have bifocals. Okay, but like if I just take off my glasses and bring it close to me, I can read it. Why did my glasses make it worse? Because your glasses are for distance. This is terrible. I hate that. I hate glasses. Check this out. Look. Okay, for, for a side note for anyone who's listening, I have bifocals. Mm -hmm. which means I have different prescriptions for close up and far away, mm -hmm. which means if I were to look through the top, it wouldn't help. But if I were to look through the bottom, which I do when I read things, then it's perfect. So then you actually have to look through the top and the bottom, by the way, check it out. They, they're two different QR codes. Except you may be surprised. Right. right. You it. may be surprised yeah. by how easy it is to look through the top or bottom based on what you're looking at. It would make me feel like a cyborg or Robocop. I don't know why. But or okay. Tom Cruise from the Minority Report. Why? Why? Having to look at different things. It's yeah. literally just looking through your normal eyeline. Because yeah. when you read things, you normally look down. When you look at other things, you normally look up. Hmm. It's normal. I promise. Is that a general you or me? That's general. It should be you, but what are you doing? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, we went to Comic-Con. Yes. 
not the Comic-Con, which I was told after I posted something on Instagram and David was like, oh my God, she put the in front of Comic-Con? No. It's very charming though. It was very you. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Janet, we're at the Comic-Con. No, I'm trying to be Southern California where you put the in front of everything, like the five, the 10. And so I was like, okay. Freeway, I, the 10 freeway. I can do this the comic-con and you're like no so there is a i'm i'm going to share this because this is what i think of when i think about the the and the freeways mm -hmm. this is this is language related so this counts uh there's a there's a joke on the simpsons where uh homer runs into a a guy uh, at, at a clothing store um and the guy takes a, a shine to him and says you know he invites him out to lunch and so he says hey uh, let's do lunch you like tie? Is there at a, a, a clothing store? He says, tie good. You like shirt? <laughs> that's, that's what it sounds like to me when you say like, you know, we took five. It's like, ooh, <laughs> we make fire. <laughs> Someone <is> just like, <laughs> anyway, I wouldn't just say we took five. No one says that. It'd be like I five, or we mm -hmm. took five south, or we took five something, not oh, just we took five. Let me take you up to Northern California. Okay. Well, listen, I'm not from Northern California. You may not know this about me, but I'm from the Midwest. Okay. And I would say, let like, me. I took 44 East or talk to them. Talk to them and you'll for West. Talk to them and you'll hear like, oh yeah, just take 80 to Sacramento. Yeah. 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 I That's could take deal. You know what? I could mm -hmm. take 44 to St. Louis. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Never mind. I take everything back I just said. 44 what, darling? 45. <laughs> you gotta be, if you're gonna be St. Louis, be St. Louis. 45. No, I was just being something different. Mm. Different. Right there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so yes. So we're yeah. going to talk Comic-Con. Yes. Um, yes, we're, we're going to do that briefly, and then we're going to transition into this other idea I had that's related. But it's a surprise idea. I'm scared. Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay, so first, um, it, we wanted to get to a panel at 3, and I suggested <laughs> that we needed to leave by 12.30. <laughs> and David leaving at 12.30 means we leave at 1.30, but go on. It was my fault? <laughs> yes, because when you said leave at 12.30, I was ready to leave our place at 12.30. I did not understand that what you meant was we need to leave and feed Aaron's cats and then be gone by 12.30. Yeah. We left here at 12.30, but then we stopped at the cats for well we over sure 45 did. minutes. We sure did. I meant we need to leave the area at 12.30. And I heard we need to leave at 1230. So I was ready and we left at 1230. If we leave it, we if you leave at 1230, that gives you an hour and a half with a little bit of wiggle room to get parked. Then you can get the trolley and get over there and get your badges and hour and a half. That's funny. Because here's the thing: not only did you take 45 minutes with the cats at Aaron's house, hmm. but then it took well over two hours to get to San Diego. You told me it was an hour and a half. Yeah. It was well over two hours in the car it's in stop and go traffic in the middle of nowhere it's to give you the wiggle room see that's why you leave at 12 30 
because we left then, our house at twelve thirty. Gotta leave the area. Gotta leave the area. It's just so anyway. All that is to say, we totally missed the three o'clock as well as the four o'clock. Yes. That yes, we did. We had potentially wanted to see. Yeah. But but yeah, we were able to see the five o'clock. Yes, we were. But first, of course, we we got into the dealer's room, and also uh, this is interesting. This is probably a, a good light introduction uh, for for Jesse's yes. Comic Con experience because I the way I would describe it would be like near empty. It was uh, it was like and I want to cut you out there for just a second because mm -hmm. I agree and I've never been to a full Comic Con and even I as I was walking in was like oh yeah this is not yeah even close to any sort of minimum capacity that they would normally have. I could sense that if for no other reason than the fact that they had you follow a blue line and the blue line was <laughs> in the middle of an empty room. And I'm like, normally they need the blue line for something. Yeah. And like, I totally get it. And yeah, I 100% say I get that I had a light introduction, but also I 100% appreciate the light introduction yeah. because people. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. It's like, uh, it really is like, um, it really is like spring break, spring break or Mardi Gras. Yeah. And for anyone who hasn't picked this up from the two years of us doing this, mm -hmm. um, crowds are an issue for me. <laughs> I, well, now, no, now I'm thinking about this. Should, okay, so should somebody have picked up on that? Is that something we deal with a lot when we're creating languages? I feel like we've shared enough personal stories that people following along from the beginning would be like, oh yeah, Jesse's just not good with crowds. We should, you know what we should do? We should we should do we should start streaming some of these episodes from like, you know, the beach in the middle of summer, uh, or a sporting event. No, no. Yeah. No. A grocery store on Thanksgiving. Listen, you had to deal with me in the airport <laughs> for Thanksgiving travel. I don't think you want that. Yeah, let's deal with it anyway. We had very two very easy airport experiences. We did, and yet I believe at one point you were like, "What's the bee in your bonnet?" <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I said. That's a that's an expression I use all the time. That's what you <laughs> because I was freaking out because there were people. Anyway, go on. Jesse Ann, what's the B in your bonnet? <laughs> you totally said it. You can't deny it. Stop this pretending. You said it because nobody, you, nobody you said it. Absolutely nobody who is listening right now believes that I said. They believe because I said you said bonnet. it and they know that I don't lie about such things. And I remember that you said it because I was like, wow, David used a country expression while asking me why I was in such a hurry to get out of the line for security because there are people just standing all <laughs> too of, many people. Of the two of us, which one of us is more likely to lie? And I remind you, you are you, under oath. You. You are under oath. I'm pointing directly oath. at your nose for anyone who can't see. David. It's not growing. David. It's not growing. <laughs> You're not Pinocchio. That's right. 
and you're more likely to lie. <laughs> and tell the truth. <laughs> okay, let's get back to Comic Con. Yeah, because at some point in time, I am going to need to tell you about the actual Pinocchio, the one that was written in Italian, because I've read it. And let me tell you, it is not what you expect. Okay, okay so um, we did get to get into the, the dealer's room, though, which was nice, which was the size of the dealer's room that, that it is ordinarily, just with uh, fewer of the big name vendors. Um, but uh, we had a fascinating experience right off the bat that we didn't discuss afterwards, but I want to discuss now. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, indeed. Because uh, first I thought, well, I mean, the first thing that I thought in my head as uh, Jesse was accosted by somebody and then turned to speak to this person, I was like, wow, we are in the first <laughs> row. We're going to be here for four hours. <laughs> Listen, we're, yeah, first row as in like row with 3,100 or something. Yeah. And so like it goes all the way zero mm -hmm. each row by a hundred mm -hmm. so we were literally like walked right in i was excited because on one half of the row i was like "Ooh, books i'm gonna look at these mm -hmm. and from behind me i hear someone go oh you like books and someone was very excited to show me books and so i turned around <laughs> and so david pick up the story uh, and so there, there was a there was a gentleman that that accosted Jesse in saying that he had just uh, published his first novel, and that this novel had three created languages in it. Yes, three. How about that? Now, do you think that he just brought that up because you were there? No, I think he's bringing it up to everybody because he was. Uh huh. It was a selling point. Right. And so then I thought, hmm, I wonder where this is going to go. And then Jesse said, oh, that's cool. You know, we create languages too. But he did not pick up on that bait. No. Not a bit. No. And I didn't say a thing. Um, and I wasn't going to say anything on our behalf. I was just like... <laughs> She had the opportunity. You had the opportunity to flex on this guy. I'm not going to flex on someone who just published a book and like, good for them. And so anyway, I love I, I hope, I hope, I hope that he figures out later who we were. And I just asked questions. I wanted to know where the language is published online. What is your first name so I can find you? And you know. very, very, very nice. You also said that we might come back. We didn't, but no. Um, but I did like flip through the book and find some examples of the language, and that yeah. was exciting. Mm -hmm. At least in one of the three languages. Um, but yeah, I wasn't sure in that moment. I was like, I wonder if David's going to pick up and be like. I made Dothraki. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, there is nothing. And so I just kept chatting with the guy because, yeah. you know, good for him. He published a book and I was happy for him. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was mm. We had the chance. We, we had the chance to name drop ourselves. Listen. We just let that ball lie. And I'm going to show our badges again. 
They say professional. Oh, where is it? They say professional. <laughs> <laughs> they have our names. That's all you need. <laughs> and if they don't pick up, then you just like chat, like people. Because people chat. Uh, no. Oh, oh, when okay. we, oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm skipping ahead like two hours. Okay. No, an hour. Because we went through all the exhibitions. Yeah. Because we were late for the talk I wanted to go to. And we were just late enough. There was no way we we're going to get to the room for the four o'clock, which yep. was like a, a second backup kind of talk. Mm. But when we got to the panel, after that, <laughs> So the third panel, yeah, um, which was a lot of fun, by the way, um, there was somebody dressed up as uh, one of the witches from Hocus Pocus, and I will show you an image for anyone who is watching on YouTube much later, but her face mask even like matched the whole outfit and it was amazing i was so excited and so yeah i was very excited about that the costumes are great that one was my favorite yeah that was good um and david was very excited when he drove me to comic-con <laughs> there we go <laughs> because uh jesse's car <laughs> That has two things, which just amazed me. I've never had it in a car, never seen a car. Uh, I mean, lots of cars has cru have cruise control, but this car has cruise control that will slow down and speed up depending on your distance from the car in front of you. So, like, you don't have to worry about tra traffic suddenly coming to a stop. It takes care of that for you. So that's A. And B, mm -hmm. it will actually keep you in your lane. And so it is an automatic robot car. It's amazing. The only catch is they want you to like keep your hands on the wheel. <laughs> Ridiculous. And so like if you have your hands off the wheel for like, I don't know, 20 seconds, it starts flashing a warning at you to put your hands on the wheel. More than 20 seconds. Well, you were trying to drive for minutes at a time with your hands completely it's, off the wheel. It's fewer than 20 seconds. I think it's probably a 15 count. Ah, so frustrating because it has the capability to be a fully robotic car and it just doesn't do it. Because it wants you to still drive it. It's, it's ridiculous. Not... It doesn't need me. It's better than me. Anyway. It knows it's better than me. It just that was is David's, lazy. That was David's face when he realized that those features were a part of the car, even though I had told him before and he didn't realize what they were. No, I didn't. Gosh, just extraordinary. Oh, oh my. Oh. Okay. But moving on with the Comic Con experience. Yes. The Comic Con. Yeah. The. <laughs> Did you invent the Comic Con? Anyway. That was anyway. a social network reference. I've never seen the movie, but I've seen the commercials several times. I've seen social network the movie. I'm not surprised. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, so yeah, we started in the the exhibition room, yeah. which, by the way, the only other large conferences I've been to have been coaches conferences. 
because like academic conferences, when you go into the exhibition room, it's really just like publishers with books. And mm -hmm. so it's not like a lot of products and it's not huge really. It's just like a lot of publisher booths. So it's, it's very different. Um, but the only other conventions that I've been to that have been similar to this have been coaches ones. Um, I have gone with my dad to baseball coaches conventions mm -hmm. many times over. And so it's like you, you walk into this giant, giant room and there's, you know, all these aisles numbered and all these products. Um, but obviously going to a baseball convention, all the products are like hitting machines and jerseys and bats and gloves and coaching things. And so this was, this was new because it was all fun fan stuff and, and like shirts and. And you got so excited about so many things and bought nothing. Yes, because as we went through them, I was like, well, I need to conserve because I'm going to see more amazing things. And then by the end of it, I was ready to go see some, some panels. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah no I bought nothing um which is probably good because it's a, you know what it's the holiday season and I've been spending way too much on other avenues yeah other people and so I needed to conserve my my expenditures so it was a good thing but I saw a lot of things I would love to have well, I mean, they were just there, so. I'm also fascinated by the fact that Friends has made it into Comic-Con culture. Oh, yeah. I mean. No, no, but this is fascinating to me because when I think, before I went, when I think Comic-Con, I think so many things from, you know, Marvel, DC Comics, any sort of comics, Archie Comics, independent comics, all of those fields, as well as um, anime and like all, I don't think friends. And like, it was really fascinating to me because it's not like other sitcoms were really well represented. So it's not like, I don't know how I met your mother or like, any of these other sitcoms are represented. It was just like Friends and then all the other ones that I was like, oh yeah, I totally see why that's here. Friends. Yeah. Is that Comic-Con? Well, it's it's a very big show. Um, well, I know that. But, I know that, but like I would not associate it with Comic-Con culture. Well, here's the here's the way it works, especially with the, with the vendors, of course, because they... Uh, what they want to do is just sell stuff, right? Sure. And so what they figured out is that the type of people that go to these things are of a certain age. Okay. And it's like, there are certain tentpole shows that may not be, you know, science fiction or fantasy, but that people of that age are very much likely to be interested in. And those are basically Friends, The Office, maybe Parks and Rec. I did not see the Officer Parks and Rec represented. Oh, there's there's office stuff. I did not see it. You should have pointed it out. Anyway, I only saw friends from like sitcoms that are like separate from 
the sci-fi fantasy stuff. Yeah. Where was the Elvis stuff? Oh, all around. All around. All around. Where's Parks and Rec? I didn't see it. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled. I hate that expression. I have a feeling I know why. <laughs> I have a thing about eyes. Okay, anyway. It's the weirdest thing to have a thing about, but you you so do. Oh my goodness. You anyway. never would have made it through a fire in the sky. <laughs> What's that? Uh, I remember the, uh, the 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 supposedly true alien story movie that came out in the mid-90s? No. Wow. The mid-90s, I was in Missouri. You accept me any of these things? Well, I mean, that is where these stories come from. Mm, ouch. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, so we, we, uh, we did finally make it to one panel, which was fun. Yes. Which was like a... I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a debate style competition game panel um, where it was like puppets versus voice actors versus like podcasters. And they each had to pick a team of people based on like who they were presented. Um, and audience members got to shout out suggestions. And, mm -hmm. and, one of the suggestions came from me. <laughs> I shouted it out because it was like a scenario was, okay, you have your, you know, your four people that you've chosen, um, you know, from these genres, um, including everyone from like Duncan Idaho to like Charles Boyle and the Cabbage Merchant. Cabbage Merchant there's, from Avatar, yes, Last Airbender. There was somebody from Squid Game. Uh, oh, and uh, um, Star Wars, uh, Anaheim. Anakin, Anakin from The Phantom Menace. Specifically from The Phantom Menace. Anakin. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm obviously not a Star Wars person, I'm sorry. Anakin you want. <laughs> Anakin. But only from Phantom Menace, not yeah. from any other generations. That's right. There were other mistakes, Mace. For example, somebody was holding up Nala from Legend of Korra, and the person on the panel continually referred to Nala as Naga. Okay, see, mistakes were made. And anyway, anyway, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> one of the scenarios was, okay, you know, like each, each team had their, their four characters selected and they were doing Black Friday shopping and it was, you know, like what items are you going to buy? And it was audience suggestion. Mm -hmm. And I very loudly shouted near the beginning, tickle me Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> and it made it. They did it. And so there were these like four characters from each team vying to get the tickle me Elmo. Yeah, I just embarrassed myself. It was Naga. Oh my God. Nala was from the Lion King, but I just thought Naga was a, you know, a Naga, you know, why would they name it the same thing? Gosh, man. I'm judging you so hardcore right now because, you know, me and Anaheim or Anaheim or no, I just Anakin admitted it. whatever. I, I, I could have said nothing. I but they would have known. I, someone out there listening to this would have known. No, but like I, I could have, I could have just not brought this up at all, you know? Yeah, but you did. But I did. And now you made a fool of yourself. Uh-huh. And Mark Twain says, 
That's right. Look up the Mark Twain quote about yeah. keeping your mouth shut. By the way, apparently he never said this uh, in his exact words, but nevertheless, a true quote, which was the coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. He apparently never said exactly that, but intimated something like that. He would not have said that because he's from northern Missouri. No, no, no. He, he said something to that effect in his travel journal. Sure. But like, I'm just saying literally northern Missouri, way yeah. colder than San Francisco. You've so never been to San Francisco. You don't know. I think in northern Missouri. You don't know. <laughs> So cold. God. Okay, when you say so cold, though, having lived in northern Missouri, there were days where it was actual temperature, 25 below zero, mm -hmm. wind chill, colder, and we had frostbite warnings out where we could not be outside for more than five minutes at a time without freezing. And I literally walking from one building to the next on campus, this was while I was an undergrad at Truman State, walking from one building to the next because i went in and out of buildings walking across campus but these two buildings were further apart than all the other buildings and i needed the further building mm -hmm. and by the time i got there my eyelashes were frozen shut so you want to say cold yeah that's cold also that same winter my roommate mm -hmm. who kept her shower supplies like up on the windowsill because you know it's like a little convenient parking spot for her little caddy of shower supplies, her shampoo froze inside the room. Inside the room, her shampoo froze. You wanna talk cold, let's talk cold. You died 17 times while you lived there. No, I didn't. A frostbite. I'm still here. Died. <laughs> Only parts of me. <laughs> and you were preserved perfectly. They're hoping to chisel you out one day, mm -hmm. but unfortunately it's still negative 159 at Truman State. I'm just saying, you want to talk cold, let's talk cold winters. And yeah, there's yeah. no way that Mark Twain was like, San Francisco is colder, no. All right. Just you, no way. You talk for a little bit, I'm going to find it. And if you said it, it was metaphorical, the people are colder. Nuh-uh. The no. culture is colder because in Missouri, it's, it's the wind it's whistling off the bay. Oh, well, you've obviously never heard the wind whistling across the plains. <sighs> He's trying to find it. A very specific quote. Yeah, and you're supposed to be talking. Oh, I am supposed to be talking. Okay, okay. So where do we leave off? panel yeah good funny my suggestion was taken up um they had like five different scenarios that they went through it was a it was a really fun hour give an um, example of one i did the black friday but to another yeah give an example of another okay um trying to think what my favorite was Oh, there was a good one where they were like at the Olympics and they one team totally botched it, I gotta say, because they had Charles Boyle as one of their people mm -hmm. and they didn't put him up for speed walking. And I was I like, know. of all the people that are on this like weird collection of characters on this panel, Charles Boyle would be the speed walker and they did not put him up. They put 
I forget who up, but it didn't work for them. Um, but like the audience got to vote on whether certain moves were acceptable or good, like at the Olympics um, in the archery, people put up, you know, archers and it was like but would they have gone pro and so it was a whole debate and the audience got to decide and so it was a lot of fun yeah so i wanted to, to talk about this this uh this panel because uh jesse and i uh privately and furiously many many times have discussed conventions in general this panel that you saw is basically the type of panel that happens at conventions okay so, so so i want you to imagine you had been on that panel mm -hmm. do you feel like you could have hung no oh come on because out of the like 12 characters they're choosing from maybe like three well yeah but i mean that's that was going to happen from time to time like you saw that a couple of them were clearly much more familiar with like two or three of them than they were with the third or fourth you know right yeah um, but for example, you know Charles Boyle very well. Listen, who yeah. who would I be to be on a panel? What do you mean? Like, why would I be on that panel? Uh, because you were you. Anyway, so, uh, you're you're getting at far different issues, and that is for a far different session. No, that is podcast. no, that's for this session because, of course, we are going to be at our first convention together in February. Which you then, after I signed up, you were like, you only signed up for one panel? And I'm like, that's all I was qualified for. And then you looked now, at all the panels. And now, do you see what it's more like? Yeah. I'm, there's, I'm no I, there's no qualifications. I'm happy I chose one. There's no qualifications. You and just, that one panel has not gotten back to me, so I'm not sure I'm qualified for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, we have a separate chain with that, with that phone. We'll, we're we're going to set it up, and I also need your help with that, and I keep forgetting about it, but um, anyway, so don't worry about that. But um, that's kind of the idea behind these panels, basically. It's not like going to a conference. You're just up there to talk somewhat. It's also not like coaches' conventions where no. it's a, a lecture slash talk. And right. So like I was very confused. And yeah. you were confused about why I was confused. Uh -huh. And I was like, but this is what I have experience with. And now you have more experience. No, I went to one. That's what it's like. So basically, you get a topic, you get some people up there, and you just kind of have fun with whatever the topic is. But what if the topic is something you're like, okay, let's move on. What do you mean? There are some topics that aren't so fun. Well, well yes, there are definitely topics that aren't so fun, but there are topics that are fun. But how do you know if you just get on a panel? Uh, well, you, you see them beforehand and you could say, I don't want to be on this, but, um, but here, here's some that I've done. Uh, bad book to movie adaptations. Okay. Would you have something to say about that? Books that you read that you've liked and they made a movie about it and you didn't like the adaptation? You know, I actually have more to say about the movie adaptations that were better than the book. Well then, that's something. Already you're interesting because everybody else is gonna come up 
saying like, you know, just to, with a laundry list of the usual ones. Like, yes, but that's uninteresting to discuss. Better to discuss are the movies that outshone the books. That's right. See, and there you go. Already, you're already geared up to be on this panel. It's amazing. Usually the one that I share, by the way, is, uh, is The Crow, because I've actually read the graphic novel, The Crow, and that is, yeah, that was one that probably okay. should not have seen the light of day, in my opinion. But um, somehow they, they made that movie out of it, which is not a great movie, but it's a, a very well put together action movie. But you deep dive while doing it, so have some respect. No, I liked the movie The Crow. I'm talking about the book. Nobody died for writing the book. No, but that I'm talking about the that movie. And you son. said, and you said a bad book. Oh no 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 no. Movie no no no. That was the I, that was the example I share when I say this is an ad, a movie adaptation that's way better than the book. Oh, I thought you meant Sorry. the opposite. And no, I was no, like, no, wait, no. wait, wait. Have some respect. Okay, no. okay. And then sometimes there are bad adaptations that are nevertheless pretty okay movies on their own. And uh, for example. Um, the never ending story. Um, the the book was absolutely phenomenal. One of the best books I've ever read. Uh, the movie can't even touch it, but the movie's still fun. You've seen the never ending story, right? Oh yeah, long time ago. Wasn't it fun? I don't remember thinking it was fun. Snap. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Anyway, so that's an example of one I've been on. Uh, another one is just like, you know, uh, created languages in fiction. Yeah, but that would be one that I would feel like, uh -huh. okay, I can talk about, mm -hmm. except not really because. So we've got two. Existing created languages in fiction. What if they were talking about ones that I'm not familiar enough to be able to say something interesting about? What do you mean they? You just talk about the ones that you're familiar with. But what if audience panel other people and then I just sit there and I'm a bump on a log. I don't know. I don't know. Usually the audience doesn't participate until later on unless it's one of those audience participation ones. One that I've done several times I really enjoy. I do it with uh, this one person at uh, Conbus. It's called Three Things from a Hat. And what you do is you pass around the hat and everybody in the audience writes down a character, a place, and like a thing, like a tool or implement, right? And um, they just write down a bunch of them. You put it in the hat, and then um, you pull them out. How do we make sure we get one of each? I don't remember. I'm not the one that has to set that up. But anyway, um, you pull three out, and then you make up a story using those. I would hate that. Oh, it's so much fun. I would hate it. It is so much no, fun. Listen, when I go to conferences, <laughs> like yeah. I'm super prepared. I got my PowerPoint or Prezi or whatever presentation I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I've got it down. I've practiced it. I've got it timed. I've got everything needed. I am not good with the surprise elements because like in a classroom where I'm still leading the classroom, I can do segues and I can be like, well, you said this really off the wall thing. Let me tie it back into what we're learning because mm -hmm. I'm still in charge of what we're learning. Yeah. I can't do those kinds of panels. No. Well, what about a panel on, for example, Conley Pedagogy? 
If I knew where we were going with it, yes. Nobody knows where it's but going. It's a Ouija board. I'm not good with those. I'm much better with- I disagree. I'm much better with you have X amount of time, present this thing, and I'll be like, okay, I'll present this thing in X amount of time. But when it's just like a bunch of people at a panel and like everybody's supposed to talk, you know I'm not going to speak up. I disagree. I no, 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 back up. Master back of improvisation. up. You know I'm not going to speak up when there's a whole panel of experts by me, right? Okay, but none of nobody's an expert. Except let's just let's just acknowledge the fact that if there are a bunch of people around me, all of whom are like, I'm on this panel because I do this thing, I won't speak up. And you know that, right? No. Yeah, no, you're shaking your head. Nobody's that's not what these things are. That's a different thing. That's a different no, thing. that's if it's not a panel, it's a presentation. And I'm ready for the presentations. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for that. Mm -hmm. But if I'm on a panel, I'm gonna let other people talk and I'm just gonna sit back. I disagree. When have you seen me on a panel that you can disagree? February 2022. That is in the future. You've not yet seen me on the panel. And I hate to right tell now. you this. I hate to tell you this, but I'm going to sit back because it's like other people have things to say and I'm saying, you know, this is going to be on YouTube after that. Fine. And <laughs> we have very different approaches. I know, but we're going to see how right I am. Okay. <laughs> All right. But anyway, this is, this is the reason I wanted to bring it up first. Anytime I go to any panel at, at Comic-Con, it's like this. You know, there, there are two different ones, obviously. There are the professional panels, which is here are a bunch of the actors from this show promoting this show. But then there are these other ones, like this one, which was, you know, choose your, your characters and have them, you know, fight it out in these imaginary scenarios. Every time I see one of those, there is absolutely no reason. I shouldn't be on every single one of those panels. And yet I'm not. I hear that this is apparently something that an agent needs to do, but it's probably talent agents, not literary agents. I don't think they do that as I much. just want to point out that you're like, I should be on every single panel. And I'm like, I should be on no panel ever. This is, this is our personality right here. This was perfect though. There were teams of two. It was perfectly set up for us. You're gonna sit next to the puppets. And the puppets are great, and I they need to project a little bit more, but uh, no, I thought they were perfect. No, I, I wanted to sit closer. Anyway, I chose the seats. Oh. Uh. Also, you know what they do? They do this at Comic Con because I've been on uh, several panels at Comic Con. There are never enough microphones for the people on the panel. You they have to share. Their own. No, they didn't. I'm pretty sure they each have their own. No, for example, Team Plan had one microphone. And so you, you took a picture. I swear they each had their own microphone, except they weren't all leaning into it. No, man. And so sometimes they like pull back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's gonna he's gonna pull up this picture yeah. because he took a picture of this particular panel. But I swear they had their own microphones. Mm -hmm. Okay, looking. Well, that's really not a good picture. What were you taking a picture of? See, there's she had one and he had one, they mm -hmm. each had one in front of them. No, they didn't. Okay, wait. look, 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 he has one there, she has one there. Okay, oh, and shit. theirs are below because they're puppets, right? 
and he had one. He doesn't have one. He had one in front of him. He has a plaid shirt. You okay. can't see oh, it. Oh, you're right. You're yes. Right. They each had their own. Then why was she always leaning over into, or he, why was he always leaning over into that microphone? And why were they passing it back and forth? They weren't passing. And it uh, was just that he was leaning over towards the puppets to talk. So that was away from his own microphone. Also, by the way. Uh, okay, but no, I just want to point out I was right. No, we're Go skipping on. ahead. Come on. Sorry, I, I was about to skip ahead, but this is what I wanted to say. Anyway, the point is, yes, I should be on every single one of those panels. That was the point. No, actually, it wasn't the point. This is the point. There, so obviously, San Diego Comic Con is a huge convention, but there are many, many, many much smaller conventions that are all across the country. Uh, and there are panels just like the one that we went to that are that are attended by or have people on them that have absolutely no credentials for anything. And so this is this is what we need to do. We need to have more conlanging panels. And you who are listening could be on these panels. It doesn't matter where you are. There's a convention near you, probably within 50 miles of you. Um, and so what you need to do is you need to find out which conventions those are, see if you can get them to do some conlanging panels and have them put you on it as a conlanging expert. See, that's where this is headed. And so with that in mind, I wanted to suggest uh, two things, but then I forgot what they were. In fact, I even forgot the number of those things, but I will say that- You said um, two things, so two, I, I know. literally two. I know, I just said two because it sounded good, but I forgot okay. the actual number. But also when you're on uh, a panel, be sure you talk to the audience and not to the people to your left and right. That was something that they were doing far too much of, in my opinion, at the panel that we went to. Um, it's just, it throws off the sound, especially for those of us whose hearing is, you know, seeing better days. Um, it's, uh, it's much better. Yeah, it's much better if you, if you talk directly at the audience. Um, anyway, though, but uh, the point was, like, these things are not so scary to be on and be a part of, as Jesse will know by the time you watch this on YouTube. Um, and the more that we get panels out there talking about language creation, the more people know about it, the more people have some kind of a, you know, stake in it, the more they pay attention to the created language stuff in television and movies, the more jobs there are and the more conlayers there are that can get those jobs, see? Except, yeah. I'm sorry, but you you started this by kind of poking fun at the, the author who pulled me aside. And was like, there are three invented languages in this book. No, 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 no. I wasn't making fun of the authors. The situation where we could have just totally blown up his spot, but we did not. But also, we should have bought that book. I felt bad. It was only 20 bucks. <laughs> I swear. Anyway. Do you remember his name? Yes. What? T.S. Gunner. Oh. I bet he's got a website. He's got to have a website. And so if you find it, we can buy the book. Um, Probably cost but also, also, we didn't go through the exhibition site again because I was overwhelmed at that point because I get overwhelmed with people. And so that was a thing. Mm. <laughs> so if you, if you haven't picked up on this yet... Uh, do you remember the name of the book? No. 
I can remember the cover if you pull up like a website. But this is something we should look for later. Yeah, it goes boom. What's that? What was that? That was my little voice. Um, I can't find it. We'll look later. I mean, I'm sure we could also look it up by San Diego Comic Con and find out all the exhibition people. Hmm. It's a thing. It's fine. That would be. Yeah, we could. And I, I asked about a website presence because I was literally going to like promote the website presence, but there was none because I even asked about it. Yeah. And I would totally have been like, hey, go check this out. But yeah. You know, that really puts a B into my bonnet, if I may, if I may say so. I'm telling you, conlangers these days can't have a website. I mean, you have to have some place to send somebody to. Can't just send them like a Facebook page or your Twitter or something. Uh, you have to, there has to be like, like, this is a place where you can see my work, even if it's on a wiki or something. Listen, but also I totally support the conlingers out there who are just doing their thing and don't want that. Because yes. I yes. I never put any of my work out there until you were like, you need to put this out there. Um, mm -hmm. And even then, it's really only on Fiat Lingua. It is not on any of my websites, any of my other presences. I don't have it on anything because I, I approach social media very differently than you do. And so, okay, well, and so all that is to say, like, I 100% support the commoners out there who are like, I'm just doing this for me. I'm going to have it for me. If you do want to be out there, though, please know that there is a receptive yeah. audience and like people are going to be happy to see it if that feels like the right move for you. You are so much nicer than I am. What I was going to say, if you're at the point where you're selling a book, you have to have a place to send people. Uh, but also that's that's like that is a level up from what I was thinking. If you are at the level where you are talking to other conlangers and you have conlang work, it is very helpful to be able to say, well, I've written things up and you can see it here. Not like I have a whole smattering of docs, you know, word, word files like on my computer somewhere. You are so judging me right now. Your stuff is a fun feeling. What? Now? <laughs> and yet, where was it well, before? Where was it before, David? Okay, but like you actually weren't at that level. You weren't at the, the place where you wanted to talk to other conlangers and share your work. And you judged me. I mean, you judged me so hardcore that the first time I presented at a language creation conference, you were like, I'm going to hate this person because she's not a conlanger. You just didn't know it because I kept my work to myself. I, I hated you well before. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so you judge me so hardcore i'm just saying listen like i got your back if you want to keep your work to yourself i get it if you do if you are ready to put your work out there i just want you to know that there is a a very supportive audience waiting for it i know i judge you do i'm very judgmental you judge the people who keep it back. You judge the people who put it out. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm the, I'm ready everybody. to give you a conlang hug anytime. I, I judge everything and everybody 
Yeah, that's true. And there's going to be lots of people that cheer when I die. <laughs> I'm fine with that. But not me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to die. I'm sorry. I probably won't. Good. I, I Good. No, You're not allowed. I have no proof that I can. You're not allowed to until I do. <laughs> then, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're that daughter. I mean, wait, wait. You're not allowed to until she's of an age. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway. So <laughs> good. <laughs> okay. Very good. So that's that's I think that's about all we have to say. We don't have to talk about the um the uh entree for two that Jesse got for herself. Okay, so listen, after the Comic-Con, after Comic-Con, not the Comic-Con, yeah. after we finished our experience at Comic-Con, mm -hmm. David was like, I'm going to take you to this restaurant in Old Town <laughs> by San Diego. And um, it's this great Mexican restaurant. And it, it's just called Old Town Cafe, I think. Uh, the Old Town Mexican Cafe, yeah. There we go. Mm -hmm. That's what it's called. Um, and I mistakenly ordered this dinner that sounded very delightful. Um, but it apparently is a dinner for two. Um, and so David like didn't realize I had ordered this dinner for two. And so he ordered a dinner for himself yeah um for one <laughs> but i'll have you know i destroyed that dinner for two like i it was good i cleaned up um i ate a giant bowl of i never entrees and i never would have ordered that like there's no point in time where i ever would have ordered that and so i'm so, so good though yeah i'm really i'm really glad that you got that it was like so God, there was shrimp, there was this like fried cheese, there was cactus, there was mm. chicken, beef, chorizo. Like it's called morcajete. And there was exactly. there's actually there's actually two different ones on the on the, on the menu. There was a morcajete, which is what Jesse ordered, but then there was the mini morcajete, which is intended for one person. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I mean that's the, what you thought you ordered. I thought I just ordered a dinner for one yeah i did not realize i ordered the giant dinner for two um but you know what i so, ate it i so. ate it i don't think i think yeah. there was there were literally like these two tiny little things of cactus left mm -hmm. and i ate everything else and the only reason they were left was because at that point it had cooled down enough that there was a certain viscosity that was not pleasing i would have eaten them otherwise yeah everything else was gone including the rice and the beans that came that's a by the way that's a good expression nothing left but cold cactus <laughs> <laughs> that does seem to be an expression that is great that is great so yeah. so yeah um and so that was though a great part of the experience um and although i destroyed the dinner for two at this restaurant we were walking back to the car and passed a cute little place selling ice cream and i was like hey always room for ice cream and so we stopped and got ice cream 
ice cream goes into a different stomach. I, I swear it does because mm. I should not have had room for anything after mm. that. Mm. After a dinner for two that I demolished pretty much by myself. Like you yeah. ate a few bites, I but know. like I pretty much demolished that by it's myself. It's great for that too. Had a little taste of, of each of the each of the things. Mm. Delicious. And some of them literally only a single bite, not like even a whole piece, because you were like, no, too much. Yeah. Um that's good choice. Um, anyway, too spicy for David. Perfect for me. <laughs> also, I just to establish my street cred here. I want to know what you. I want to know what I want you to know what she means when she says too spicy. Not like I eat it like oh, it's too hot. I can't eat this. It's uh, I'm just old now. <laughs> and my stomach's like whatever. Yeah. Do me in. Yeah, apparently. Because <laughs> I ate, he ate one bite of the chainsaw, and I ate four sticks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your stomach is really impressive. Thank you. I wish Thank that you. my stomach would take after your stomach for so many reasons. <laughs> Any, anyway. Yeah. It was a good experience, and I appreciate my light introduction. Comic Cons, and I look forward to a more serious introduction. Indeed. We'll get us on a panel next time. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. It'll be good. Um, all right, so I think that's this episode. I think so, too. And I hope you all had a good time listening, laughing along. And until next time, stay free more. Yes, do that. You have to stop it. You have the mouse. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to go to stop recording. Stop recording or okay. end? Either way, it'll it'll stop what we need to stop. Anyway, hey everyone, stay grammar in the meantime. Bye everybody.